0: Good morning Oceanside. What a wonderful and beautiful day just to be able to come together and just to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We just invite you into our garden And uh, Michael has a fabulous word to share today (laughs) Well, I'm excited just to hear and just to know that God is a phenomenal Father, that He is a true and a living God. He is the same God of yesterday, uh, today and forever. He's the same God that brought the Israelites through the Red Sea. Provided for them and so our hearts together. We just cry out to you Lord God father. I just yes, know Lord. that there are families um, people all around the world and people in our own community that are Looking to you as the author and the perfecter the provider. Yes, you are the Lord. healer and you're the comforter yes, And so father I just thank you that today we can come together and look to you because you are the rock of our salvation and So father we just speak your peace thank you and we speak your healing where healing is required and your strength into every household and into every family. And I just pray that you would just bring peace and comfort to Mike as he brings the word with such power today in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Good morning, Oceanside. Over the past while, I've been spending time meditating on Psalm 91 and John 15, 1 to 17. These are two amazing passages One speaks of abiding under the shadow of the mighty, another abiding in the blind. Today, my focus is Psalm 91, the key scripture being Psalm 91 verse one. "He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the mighty. It is interesting to note that the shadows are often related to dark places that should be avoided but without light, it is impossible to cast a shadow. And the light that creates a shadow of the Almighty is the very presence of God. And When we look at a shadow, we know that the source is near. And when we choose to abide under the shadow of the mighty, we choose to abide in the presence of God, a place of purity, holiness, the very throne room of God, that can only be accessed through the blood of Jesus. We see this in scriptures, like Hebrews 10, verse 19 to 25. The writer encourages us with these words, Therefore, brothers, since we have a confidence to enter the most holy place through the blood of Jesus by a new and a living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us ha- consider how we may spur one another unto, on lo- towards love and good deeds. And let us not give our meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more we see the day approaching. It is interesting to note that Psalm 91 has no author mentioned. Scholars believe that Psalm 91 was either written by Moses or David. Both of these men were passionately in love with God and pursued God throughout their lives. And as a result, had many divine encounters with him. Today, we will look at an example of this in the life of Moses in Exodus 33 and 35. At the latest date, we will look at the life of David. Psalm 33, 7, picking up there. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and st- stood at the entrances of their tents watching Moses until he entered in. And as Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they stood and worshipped each at the entrance of his tent. And here's the most beautiful thing. And whilst they were doing that, the Lord would speak to Moses as a man speaks to his friend. No other person in the Bible was ever called the friend of God. Why Moses? It wasn't because of his gifting or his anointing. There are many gifted and anointed people in the world. I believe it was because of his humility. Moses was totally dependent on God. And as a result, he spent time with God. And to do so, he created a space a tent of meeting outside of the camp. He put aside the business of life and made time with his God. Another person in the Bible is called a friend of God. Why Moses? It wasn't because of his calling and gifting or anointing. There are many gifted and anointed people around. I believe it was because of his humility. Moses was totally dependent on God. And as a result, he spent time with God. And to do so, he created a tent of meeting out of the camp. He put aside the busyness of life and made time with his God, the first priority. And not simply an add-on to his daily life. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me to lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your way so that I know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord replied, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us out from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with the people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the people of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord in your presence. And I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there's a place near me where you can stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. For the sake of time, picking up in Exodus 34, 5 to 7. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness and rebellion of sin. Isn't this amazing? God's glory is revealed to Moses through his love, mercy, grace, faithfulness and forgiveness church when we spend time in his presence we begin to respond to the love mercy and grace of God and our character begins to be transformed from the inside out and we begin to resemble him more we are literally transformed by the power of his unconditional love mercy and grace we see this in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 4 to 19 Paul writes, for this reason, I need before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, long and high and deep is the love of Christ, And to know that this love surpasses all knowledge, that you may be full to the full measure of God. In the the Gospel of John, chapter 4, Jesus engages in a conversation with a Samaritan woman at the well. She is not keen to talk about her past, even though Jesus knew it all. But wants to change the subject and engage him in a debate about the protocol of worship. But Jesus is not interested in our religious protocols. He's interested in our heart. And Jesus tells us that it really doesn't matter where or how you worship because a new time is coming. In fact, it has already here, where true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. They are the kind of the worshippers that the Father is looking for. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship him. In spirit and in truth and it's out of a place of rest and intimacy in his presence that we not only learn the will of God but the ways of God the house of God and the strategies of God just let us determine to spend time in the presence of God let's start our day in our tent of meeting let us walk daily with the consciousness of God in our lives a conscious awareness of God's supernatural presence And power in us that it enables us to go in the name of Jesus and simply do what He's asked and called us to do, not relying on our own strength or ability or resources, but totally reliant on Him. It's in the presence of God that we are distinguished from other people of the earth. A. W. Tozer has this to say: True and absolute freedom is only found in the presence of God. Deep in the soul of every person on the earth is a longing for his presence. The greatest barrier between God and man is a conflict between man's desire for an intimate relationship with God and his sinful desire to live for and to please himself. Church, let us be known as the people of presence. George of Clay, full with his incomparably great power and glory. Let us choose to abide in the, under the shadow. Let us choose to be a people of faith. I would like to take this moment to pray for you. I want to thank you for listening this to you. And I would encourage you even after this meeting to spend time with your family in the presence of God, seeking his face. God is nearer than you could ever imagine. And He, when you call, he answers. So Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord God, that you, are, you never leave us or forsake us. Lord, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we need fear no evil, for you are with us. you rod right and your staff. You comfort us. And Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that as we call unto you, you answer us and you show us the great and unsearchable things we do not know. And there are many things like that, Lord God. So I pray, Lord, that we will call unto you And Lord, we will make space in your presence for you to answer and show us the highways of God. Lord, I pray a blessing over every person listening, a blessing uh, over Oceanside Church, Lord God. Lord, I pray for your your angels to encamp around us all, Lord God. And I pray for a boldness to be a witness to our neighbours and our friends, Lord God. And I thank you in Jesus' name that you have brought us together as a community for such a time as this. Amen and amen. Thank you, church.